Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Los Angeles. Wildly inefficient. Today on the show, I want to talk about emotional prompts. And uh, I've had a couple episodes in the past about something similar like this, where I have shared with you guys a little bit of my thoughts on like astrology and tarot and stuff like that. I had an interview with my friend um, many, many moons back where we talked about uh, tarot readings and stuff like that. So if you just kind of search tarot, you can go find that. But um, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm finishing up the profiler training event with Personality Hacker. So the kind of intro here is a little bit different uh, than usual. But uh, we're going to hit the button and do the thing and uh, talk a little bit more about emotional prompts here on Dopamine. Let's go. Drums, all right so thanks for being on the show and and being here and listening to this and doing all this um this week i have been at profiler training with my friends at personality hacker i film the entirety of their event here basically and um this is the first time in about a week that i've had time to myself. So it's been really great. And I'm taking this time to record an episode for you. So I'm doing it on my phone. That's why it's a little bit of different quality, a little bit janky. Uh, I'll try to speak lower and speak closer to the microphone. So there's not as much echo, but, um, yeah, it's been a really good event. I'm in Los Angeles, been here for about a week and I'm here for about another day and a half. I leave tomorrow night and I'm excited to get back because I, I miss Molly like crazy. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, so it's been a good event. And there have been really, really amazing people here. And one of the people that I met was my friend, Deb. Deb, who does tapping. She has tappingwithdeb.com. And she does what's called uh, emotional tapping, basically. I don't remember what it's actually called. Uh, But it's emotional tapping. And it's about centering yourself, essentially. And sort of telling yourself through affirmations or, or... uh, figuring out what your kind of main problem is. And there's a couple key areas that you tap on while you're telling yourself and, uh, different, uh, thoughts and readjusting your thoughts and basically going through an active reframe of sort of emotional comfort of taking a thought that you have that might be a pervasive thought, something that's, uh, holding a challenge for you and doing this tapping exercise and going to different points on your body, uh, usually it's the uh, the side of your hand, there's the sort of your eyebrow area, there's the side of your eyes, there's underneath the nose, underneath your lips, and then your collarbone, and then like right underneath your arm, sort of like the bra line kind of area, like the lower rib back area. I actually have a bruise there because <laughs> I was hitting it too hard um, now that I'm touching it. But, you know, this exercise I did with Deb, which is going to be on our YouTube channel. So if you go to youtube.com slash dopamine TV, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E TV, I will be posting that later this week. And it's basically her guiding me through a tapping session. And we sort of talk about how this helps with sort of emotional grounding and centering. And I couldn't believe it myself. It felt like it was it was a really great method for me to relax and calm down. And I felt my anxiety, my concerns for the problem that I was talking about 
just go from an eight in terms of the amount of anxiety to basically a zero. And just this, this sort of calming experience was really wonderful. I felt very focused and I was amazed by it myself. Uh, but even so, I think things like that and situations like tapping, uh, like tarot readings, like astrology, chakras, um, even personality typing, Enneagram, things like that. If you're not into it in any serious form, you can often find things that will give you some sort of visual, physical, or mental prompt to kind of just gauge where you're at, figure out um, your emotional state, what's important to you, and figure out how to make adjustments to your day to accommodate for what's at the top of mind. I had a friend of mine who was at this event as well. Her, her name's Morgan. She's a good friend of mine. And at the end of the event, we kind of just had a moment real quick where I told her that to basically listen to what's at top of mind. I think that's important for us. We get kind of caught up on uh, what we should be doing, what we need to be focusing on, what we think would make us feel better. But there's usually a pervasive thought at the top of our mind. There's usually something that is making us feel like we need to focus on something that we aren't. Um, and I think it's important for us to really, really listen to that. What is the persistent thought that we're having? And sometimes things like tarot, astrology, chakras, reading descriptions, or uh, even going to see a new friend or going to a new location can really help give a little bit of a prompt to figure out what might be going on for us. Not that it needs to be an intense emotional experience or anything like that, but just sometimes looking at the tarot card or getting a reading from someone and th just just thinking about what comes to mind for you. You know, I think a lot of people get turned off by these ideas because there's an assum assumption that there is this like ethereal, you know, external supernatural thing going on. Whether that's because of fear or because they don't believe in something like that, it's not even about either of those things. It's not about it's not about an external anything. It's not about something telling you what's coming. It's not about predicting the future. It's about knowing and seeing what your mind reacts to when you see this or you hear this story or you're presented with this idea and allow yourself the opportunity to to be able to have that thought come to your mind and sort of figure out what to do with it, right? So it, it kind of comes with the territory of, of, of letting go and having to realize that this is not something that's trying to predict your future. It's not trying to control your life. These are just other ways for you to prompt your emotional state. Chakras were the same thing for me. I was going down the Myers-Briggs rabbit hole quite a bit, and I kind of got stuck in some places. I got stuck in my introverted sensing. I was feeling this sense of needing security. I was feeling this sense of needing uh, protection and needing uh, security in like my long-term relationship. And I wasn't sure where else to go with it. So I decided to look into the des descriptions of chakras. And then I found out I was an Enneagram 5. And sort of cross-pollinating all of those things was this sense of personal security that I really wanted and needed in my life and that I really wanted to feel like I was loved and that I was grounded and that I had this opportunity to be a grounding force for other people as well. So I was 
really going down this rabbit hole of identifying with the root chakra, the five sexual subtype for Enneagram, and the introverted sensing part of my Enneagram or of my Myers Briggs type stack, my cognitive stack. All of those connection points felt like prompts to me. They weren't, I don't treat these things as like the Bible. This is not something that is being interpreted or expressed as something you need to follow blindly or with like, without connecting some dots. It's about allowing yourself to see this as a prompt for yourself to just look at it, bounce the idea back to you and say, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind? It's almost like improv. It's like emotional improv in a way. And I think that allows for the opportunity to see something more nuanced than you could probably pick out for yourself, whether you're a thinker or a feeler, you know, there's a lot of, uh, emotional people out there who are very in tune with their emotions that could get a very different prompt or picture from seeing something outside of themselves. I mean, that's why we live in the outside world. That's why we experience things so that we can get new prompts, new ideas, experience new things and, and add color to our emotional experience. I think that's incredibly powerful and incredibly, uh, really amazing for our, uh, growth path. So, you know, I, I, this podcast episode, while it's going to be pretty short, is a bit of a preamble for allowing you to think about and open your mind to things that might be uncomfortable for you, right? This is not about going into a religious space. This is not about making sure that you believe in astrology or tarot or voodoo or anything that's like, you know, being presented to you. It's not a blind belief. This is about using these things as prompts to identify your truth. And it's your personal truth, what you experience. And sometimes some of us need a little bit more than just trying to be inside our minds all the time and ruminating on something, but really looking at something and saying, what's really going on for me based on what I see here? And then you can really have a very comfortable path forward. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Listen to the 48 Hours podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, C-Note. Uh, this is Jen from the Dork Web. Um, I just really wanted to thank you for that ADHD episode that uh, came out last week. Uh, I have a new friend, who a friend of a friend, who referred me to ADHD Alien on Instagram. And between that comic and your episode, I, I found out I might have ADHD. Uh, I found myself to be pretty aware, self-aware, and to learn that was uh, pretty shocking because I'm not 
you know, the typical hyperactive. But um, when you said the words, you know, I also do not think linearly and leaning into your bounciness, um, that was just incredible. So thank you so much. Big fan. My best to Molly. You guys are great. Uh, I can't wait to hear more. Cheers. Thank you, Jen, for calling in. Um, Jen is from the Dork Web on Instagram. She's amazing. If you go down a little bit on her page, she has a spoken word uh, prompt that she shares that is a really incredible uh, expression of mental health and you know a little bit of her experience and a lot of really what many of us experience when we're dealing with mental health challenges. So uh, go check her out. She's absolutely amazing. So thank you, Jen, for the kind words. Thank you for calling in. Um, in terms of the ADHD side of things, like I actually this week have realized that many people with ADHD also essentially qualify to be considered highly sensitive peoples. Um, so I, I didn't even realize that until this week, because I was telling someone a lot of my story around ADHD and how that makes me feel and realizing that she, well, she basically asked me like, are you, do you consider yourself a highly sensitive person? Like one of the HSPs basically. And I didn't really consider that, but I started going down a little bit of a research rabbit hole and I identify with everything. I hear all the little noises in the distance all the time. Um, I can definitely taste nuances and different tastes and smells, and they're often very distracting. Like, I can't wear shirts with a tag on it. It's going to be, like, distracting me all the time, and uh, that's it's to a frustrating degree. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing to, to think about a little bit. Uh, so that's something I want to dive into a little bit deeper and probably do a specific episode on in terms of highly sensitive people, because it's not... I don't think it's exclusive to having ADHD. I think someone can be highly sensitive and not have ADHD, but um, it, it seems that they are inextricably linked. And so if you do have a form of ADHD, that is absolutely a part of who you are. And in terms of leaning into your bounciness, yes, I want to reiterate that point. I think it's absolutely important for you to really in any kind of mental health challenge, most of our challenges come from trying to swim against the tide. When we are feeling depressed and we're trying to be normal, that makes it so much worse. When we are experiencing mania and trying to uh, go against it, in a sense, and not doing healthy things with mania, meaning not being productive, instead going to drink and, and sort of uh, indulging uh, that sense of discipline is important in that situation. Uh, and other cases with ADHD, when you are having that sort of mental bounciness to listen to yourself, what is your brain trying to tell you? You know, often your brain is saying, okay, we need some sort of a dopamine hit right now to allow us to keep doing the work that we need to do. Or like, I need to fidget or be grounded. I had a situation yesterday, actually, where I was in the, they call it the seminar room, which was the, the big room that we were in all week, basically. And there was a lot of people in the hallway and I was stressed out because I'm recording audio for all of this. And there's, there were two major things uh, the door to the room. When people would come in and out, the door kind of slams. If you're not, if you don't catch it, 
And so that was really stressful to not only catch it, but like when it happened out of nowhere, it's very triggering for lack of a better word. And also there were kids in the hallway, like seven, eight year old kids, just like screaming like a banshee. And it was very, very distracting. And I just needed it to stop. Then later in the day, there were two major things. My battery charger on my camera has this little tiny hissing sound when the battery's charged, which is kind of helpful because I'll notice it, but also is very frustrating uh, because sometimes I might not actually notice it, but then I pick up on it and I'm like, that's why I've been kind of freaking out. <laughs> and then it goes away and I just feel this sense of relief. Um, and then a little bit later in the day, somebody brought their kid to the event and their kid was like coloring with markers. So the person's on stage drawing, everybody's being quiet and listening. And all I can hear is the like rubbing of the marker and <laughs> it's driving me insane. Uh, and I had to listen to the audio, so I couldn't like put my headphones on or anything like that. Uh, so that was very, very distracting, very frustrating. I would, I wanted to throw something out a window to be honest. Um, and uh, those are just very challenging little situations to have to deal with uh, in those moments. So, uh, you know, when <laughs> when those things happen, it's like trying to uh, trying to have a sense of calm, a little bit of peace, a little bit of zen, doing what I can, and then just leaning into who I am and leaning into the fact that this is who I am and what I have to deal with. And often when I have to be distracted or be somewhere else, I just have to listen to what's bothering me, find the source, try to fix it, or or rest in the idea that you can't fix it and find some way to muffle it or find some way to, to move on. I know it's not that easy, always. Situations are always going to be different and complex, but uh, we will certainly do the best we can with what we've got. So... Thank you again, Jen, for calling in. You've been very supportive on Instagram. And I want to encourage you, the listener, to call in with any questions, any comments, even if you want to say hi and just share your story a little bit. I would love to be adding more of these segments, especially in the second half of an episode, to address some of your comments, address some of your questions, really share a little bit more about the mental empowerment experience to share what you've been learning, share what you've been experiencing, share what's been new for you. Um, and really the only way that we can only, we can feel better about what we're sharing is if we get more experiences that we can share with people. So, uh, go and click the button on, uh, in the description, there's a link to send a message. Um, all you have to do is quickly sign up for anchor and leave a voice message on your phone or your desktop. Super easy. It takes like two minutes. And you can leave a message and I'll share it on the podcast. And like Jen did, she kind of threw in her Instagram handle, like feel free to throw on your website. That's totally fine. Or your Instagram. Uh, as long as you're sharing something that's actually helpful, then I'll put it on the air and that'll be great. So this is a short episode. I have to go eat some food. I haven't eaten anything today and it's starting to affect me. So I got to go do that. I love you guys. Uh, I want to thank Molly for her unending support. Thanks to Joel and Antonia from Personality Hacker for helping me out this week. Um, some support from my friends. You know, Dimitri was really great this week. Good friend of mine. And I want to thank all of the supporters, fans, and friends, listeners like you. 
And uh, Molly Owens, who is from Truity Labs, if you go to check out Truity Labs, she's one of our Patreon supporters. And uh, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E. And like I mentioned before, Deb did a tapping session with me, so I'm going to be posting that video later this week. You can go to youtube.com slash dopamine tv to go check out that video i would really really appreciate it so uh that's everything i got for today i gotta go do stuff i gotta eat things i gotta wrap up all the little loose ends for this week uh and then i'm gonna go to venice probably venice beach and have some food and hang out with dimitri and uh just chill out the next two days before i go home and just have a lot more quiet time. (laughs) I'm really excited about it. So I love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on dopamine. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later. This has been a C-Note Media Production.